Hi folks, welcome to season five of Shine Time Radio, a weekly unedited podcast exploring all things tarot and coaching with some wonderful chit chats and life musings thrown in. I'm Jenny Robertson, the tarot reader, coach and space holder behind Shine Time Coaching. I'm a Rainer Institute trained coach, a heart-centered reader, and lifelong learner, your trail buddy and introverted cheerleader. This space is for the dreamers, triers, and magic makers looking for a more intuitive, gentle, and supportive way back to themselves. Hi all, welcome to this week's episode of Shine Time Coaching. Just before we begin the episode around living altars, um, I wanted to share a little bit about something special that's happening here at Shine Time Coaching, the membership area, which is called Self Coaching with the Tarot, is now open and ready for members to join. You can find out more about it um, and more about what you would find over in the membership area at shinetimecoaching.com. And also, I'm speaking about it a bit over on Instagram, which is shinetime underscore coaching. The membership area is for those people who are tarot readers, uh, new to tarot, uh, curious about tarot, but want to engage with tarot in a way that is more aligned with some coaching tips and hints and theories, and that is supportive towards um, self-healing, um, towards self-exploration, and towards anything that brings you back home to yourself. Um, there's something there for everyone. It's a £10 a month membership that can be stopped and started anytime to suit you. Um, and there's so much already there available, but also it's going to grow with us. So each month I'll be adding more and more to it. So it's a resource that will become um invaluable, I would hope, in anyone's exploration with this kind of healing modality. If that's something that's interesting to you, or if you have more questions, please don't hesitate to ask. You can email me um, via the website or DM me via Instagram. And yeah, we'd love to see you over there. I'm here today to talk to you a little bit about uh, living altars and the concept of a living altar. So last week we spoke about um, creating our own physical altars and sacred spaces and nurture nooks in our rooms, our homes, our, our living spaces. And today I want to talk a little bit about how we can view altars as like a living, living altar, like something that we embody, embodiment of an altar, I suppose. Um, and this concept came up around my research to do with Page of Pentacles, which is one of my most favorite cards of all time, um, for many reasons. I love their youthful, youthfulness. There's a youthful energy about it. There's, um, if you look at the original depiction of um, the Page of Pentacles, there's um, a sacredness. There's a holding of the two pentacle with two hands and the staring at it, um, and giving it its full attention. There's a calmness in the body, but like a readiness, um, a readiness, an engagement, I suppose, like an engagement in 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 this um, energy of this card. So I absolutely love it. And traditionally, I've always viewed this card around things to do with connecting with something in a purposeful way or connecting with your purpose, I suppose, but more like how you're connecting to the parts of your life and what you're doing in your life and the living of your life and all that kind of stuff, right? So this is more like about, yeah, being purposeful, 
being engaged, being um, in the moment, being devoted, I suppose, in a way to this, to some kind of element that's going on in your life. And when you look at that card, it's a really beautiful way of, of sort of viewing that. And so when it comes up, often it comes up around things to do with connecting to what matters, being intentional and purposeful about how you connect to things and how you connect to your life and, and being giving your attention to connecting with what holds meaning for you. So then it's getting into things like talking about what are your core values? Um, what are, what do you feel like you're here as a human in this life to do to how, how are you showing up in your life? How do you want to show up in your life? What is most important to you? It's like, it gets into some big questions. <laughs> so it's a big card. Um, that being said, I came across a really lovely, um, consideration around this card from Jessica Dore. She does the Tarot for Change. Um, and I absolutely love this book. It's one of my go-to resources. I just find it fascinating. Her work really connects tarot to like more and connection, a link between the spiritualization or spiritual tool for uh, of tarot linked to more um, scientific theories around um, different modes of therapy. Like it's just and psychology. So it's just a really cool way of viewing tarot. And so many of the things in the book are really in line with how I view the cards. So there she's, so this is the page of pentacles. <laughs> so I receive this card um, when I'm often, when I'm engaging with habit work or when I'm wanting to engage with myself in a way that's a little bit more meaningful and when I'm considering what's most important to me when I'm looking at things like how I get my energy how do I feel most when do I feel most engaged with my life when do I feel most most present when I'm trying to change some habits in particular from being habits into being like new habits into more um trusted <laughs> Uh, formed and confirmed habits. So that's what I'm really looking for um, when, when I'm looking for that kind of stuff, when I'm trying to engage with myself in a health, with a healthier for me habits. Um, and so this card often comes up for me around that. So when I'm looking for ways to be a bit more uh, ritualistic in my habit work, I suppose. Um, and that's something that Jessica speaks about in this book. She talks about this book being like learning new behaviors as a way of erecting a living altar in the areas of our lives that have become a little bit dry, stiff or barren. <laughs> so it symbolizes a way, this card can really symbolize a way in which um, our behavior choices that sow the seeds for new norms, new habits, new patterns. And we need to be really mindful and uh, particular about these things at this time. There's a there's that really interesting time when you know the habit you want to engage with, for example, the behaviors you want to engage with, and you know how well they'll suit you. And you know that you want them to become more um, grounded in your everyday and more 
don't have to, you don't want to have to negotiate around them. You don't want to have to think about them, negotiate around them. You don't want to have to like, you know, get into your head and overthink about them. You want them just to be a part of your everyday life, but they're so important and they're so good for you. You also don't want them to become these mindless habits. You want them to be something that um, gives real meaning to your your day right um I can think of two off the top of my head right now <laughs> that I'm engaging with that um for me have been really important around um almost ritualizing them so if we think about our daily practices and the habits that we want to engage with as these things that we're placing on a living altar in our lives there's that beautiful uh imagery of like I'm doing this on purpose for a purpose for me that is beyond just a ticky box of something good to do I should be doing because I don't like the word should here right I don't like the word should um so it's more like thinking about these things in terms of placing it purposefully placing this sacred thing on my altar it has meaning it has purpose it's there for a reason it's not just because it looks good I mean sometimes things look good on my altar it's like you know crystals whatever <laughs> but there's a lot more to the symbolism of, of it. It, it it symbolizes something important in my life that I want to engage with in a way that I want to engage so if I'm thinking about that in terms of creating a living altar I'm then thinking about what are the behaviors that I'm putting onto my living altar? What are the behaviors that are gonna be like the things I place on my altar? So if I create the sick, I'm looking there because my altar is right there. So that's why I keep my eye keeps being drawn that way. Um, plus it's a window, so I'm easily distracted. <laughs> but um, if I'm thinking of, I'm purposefully putting, the, the things I put on my physical altar have meaning. They have purpose. They have, there's something there to remind me of something, to connect me to something, to engage me in some way. Um, then why not consider our behaviors a similar thing as behaviors as these sacred items that we're putting on the altar of our living life, right? First of all, <laughs> the concept around our lives as altars is so beautiful to me that they're sacred, that they're beautiful, that they have meaning, that they're um, that there's intention behind it, right? And then you start thinking, what do I have room for on this altar, this living altar? What are my, what, what is already, is it crowded? Is it dusty? <laughs> is it dirty? Does it need a clean? Does it need me to, I do I need to filter through everything and go through everything and maybe give it a clean and a wee bit of a shuffle? And do I need that item? No, I don't need that item anymore. It doesn't have any meaning for me anymore. AKA, what are the behaviors I don't need to engage with anymore? The behaviors that are maybe no longer supporting me. And then you're looking at well, what are the behaviors that I want to engage with? What do I want to place purposefully on this altar, this living altar of my life? And then I'm going to be more mindful about how I engage with that behavior. So the two I'm thinking of for me, they kind of become my non-negotiables. Um, and there's layers to them. There's layers of it for me, right? So there's the, this is a, an activity, a behavior I really enjoy engaging with. And then it's like, but also it connects me out of my head and into my body. And then it um, feels spiritual to me. There's an element of it feeling spiritual. 
and then <laughs> see where I'm going. And then these things also connect me to a bigger picture. Um, they silence the things that get me, you know, silence my brain a little bit, my overthinking. Um, allow me to appreciate my body, appreciate nature, appreciate um, the time that I'm taking and spending with them. They feel good. They feel really good. I feel more connected and energized after engaging with them. And it's all kind of like, well, yeah, those are the things you put on your altar, right? They're the reminders, the things that have meaning, the things that keep you connected to who you are, perhaps ancestrally, perhaps in you know, spiritually, these are the things that are like, yeah, these are important. They signify importance. So I'm going to really focus and I'm going to give my attention. Give my attention to these things. I'm holding them up as being very important. I'm holding them up as being sacred. I'm marveling at them. Like there's a marveling there, right? Like, wow, look at this, you know? Um, and there's like an element of like, I'm raising this up as being of high importance. So these are the behaviors. So, so if we're looking at our behaviors and habits as being items we put on our altar, then we're thinking about these as like, what kind of habits and behaviors do we want to put there and give that amount of attention to? Like, what is a behavior or habit you want to give that attention to? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, and what habits and behavior do you not want to give that level of attention to? Like being on my phone, um, doom scrolling, right? Things like that. So my two things are just now, and there's a few things, but my two big things, my kind of become non-negotiables, have kind of become these things I'm marveling at, are my daily walks and my daily um, cold soaks in my, and I've spoken about this before, in my wee cold pod. <laughs> I've got a little blow up, like a little, I mean, I just fit in it. It's lovely, but it's, um, and it's outside. So it's about three degrees just now, the water. I, it's something I've always been drawn to. I've spoken about this before as well. It's something I'm drawn to. I'm drawn to cold water. I'm drawn to water. And I specifically like cold water. It's just a lifelong thing. So when I'm engaging in these daily walks in nature, usually with my dog, sometimes with a friend, walking and talking, I'm out of my head. I'm present in my body. I'm present to what's happening around me. I'm present to nature. I'm present to the seasons. These are all things I value like so much. I value in my life the things that I value um, as spiritually. So I'm I marvel in these things, right? And now I, this is something I do every single day. I go for a walk, sometimes 10 minutes, sometimes an hour and 10 minutes, sometimes an hour and a half, sometimes 30 minutes. Doesn't matter. The point is I'm out there moving through my surroundings, through nature, through and now we're, you know, we can really start to see these slow glimpses of moving from winter to spring and getting little glimpses of spring, like the snowdrops the other day and the birds, the birds are much more active recently. And you can just notice a, a slight change in the temperature and things like that. And then my thoughts, you know, walking is a rhythm. Walking has, you know, my th allows my thoughts to sort of still and then I can connect to myself. I often during my walks get the most profound ideas, inspiration, downloads, and um, knowings, like, because my body's, my brain's busy with my body doing its thing, you know? Um, so yeah, it's really, I think that's something that's really, really important is, for me is walking. That to me is a behavior, it's a habit that I'm placing on my living altar, my living altar being um, 
my sacred life, <laughs> I suppose. And another thing is the other thing is the, uh, the water thing. So that connects me back to myself, who I am as a person. I am a water baby. It turns out I have a Cancer moon. I didn't know that for the longest time and what it meant. It makes a lot of sense. Um, also Virgo, right? Rising. So again, and Taurus moons. Oh no, I'm a Vir uh, Cancer rising, sorry. Virgo sun and um, Taurus moon. So those are two things that are um, very grounded, ground, um, earth, um, and they, yeah, so it makes sense that I like to walk. I like to be feet on the ground. I like to be immersed in nature. I like to be in water. There's, I've got a lot, I'm very emotional being, <laughs> a very empathic, emotional being. So um, cancer rising makes sense that I love being in water. Like that's, it all makes sense to me. The more I learn about it, it all makes sense to me. But that's something, again, going into cold water, it's a nod to like who I was as a child. Um, I would go in any body of water. I did swimming lessons in a cold lake. I did, I would go in any river, lake, stream. I was like, if there's water, I'm in it. So there's like a nod to that. It's connecting me to my inner child a wee bit. Um, I also have a lot of inflammation in my body. So it's an element of cooling things down, slowing things down. You go in water that cold, you are not thinking anything then, fuck me, this is cold. <laughs> and there's a you know, there's a catching. So then you're in your breath, then you're in your breathing, then you're slowing your breathing down, then you're being mindful of how you slow your breathing down, then you're settling into it. Um, and Libby Delana, who I love, who did that book called Do Walk, I'm looking up there because that's where my um, books are. She also does cold water dipping, just so happens that I love both the things she does. But she talks about how with cold water dipping, you are done when you're calm. And it's true that like there's, I don't time myself. I don't know how long I go in. Sometimes I probably go in for a couple minutes. I might be in sometimes for 10 minutes. I'm listening to my body. It's a way for me to, again, start to trust my body. My body knows when I'm had enough. My body knows when it wants to come out. My body knows when it's done. Um, and there is a sense of just this calm that comes over me. So you get the panicky in the beginning and then it's just calm the whole time. Your body you're in your body, you're out of your brain, you're not overthinking it, you're like in survival mode in your body. And it's just like this really wonderful way of um, connecting with yourself that way. So the two things that I'm really into, excuse me, just now are things, not surprisingly to me, that get me out of my head and more into my body, out of overthinking and more into like, what's present, what's here, what, what am I capable of? What am I here to do? What's, you know, what am I, what is purposeful for me? And those are two of those things. Um, so most days I go for a walk and then I get into the cold pod and the difference between when I start <laughs> before them and when I'm done is I feel more like myself, right? So these are now becoming sacred practices, not something I need to tick off the list of things to do. It's like every day, most days, this is what I'm doing. They are sacred to me. It's important to me. It brings me back into myself. It brings me back into who I am as a person. Right, calm, deep breaths, and it gets me more centered. So I guess, what are your living altar things? This is a wonderful thing to consider. If our lives are these altars, because they are, they're sacred, they're important, they're ours, what we place on our living altar are the things that we are giving our attention to, that we are signifying to the universe, to ourselves, to the world that are important to us. 
And if we haven't checked our living altar and there's a whole bunch of stuff on there that doesn't mean anything to us or that is actually not supportive, then it's okay to clear that out and start again being more mindful of what we're placing onto our living altars and what we're what we are signifying is important. Um, and what's important can be around what we feel. It doesn't have to be actions. My two things right now happen to be activities because that's what I need. There's a, a real need for me to connect back with my body and get less less in my head, more in my body. So there's more of a balance. So those two, or those two things are really important and they're active in that way. It doesn't have to be an active thing. It could be whatever, whatever your thing is, whatever your thing is, whatever is sacred and important to you, whatever behaviors, habits, rituals, um, ways of being, ways of talking, ways of talking to yourself, all those things, whatever it is that you feel is of most value that you want to place high up onto your altar, place there specifically, that's the thing. That's the thing that you are being encouraged to engage with. And if you pull the page of pentacles or you aren't into tarot, but you want to do the, see, some of you might be watching this or listening to this and be like, I don't have tarot decks. It's not my thing right now, or um, it's not my thing ever, but you can still consider the behaviors and the habits that you are prioritizing and that you are contributing and onto your living altar of your life and how you are collecting and creating a life around these behaviors. Whether you like it or not, <laughs> you are engaging in behaviors that are contributing to how you live your life, right? So why not be a bit more purposeful and mindful around them? That's what I'm that's what I think about now when I pull this card. So the card, traditional meaning or the meaning that I um, have always placed around it through my own understanding is not far off this meaning that Jessica Doris has shared so beautifully. Again, tarot for change, highly recommend. Um, but it is a beautiful way of thinking about being intentional and mindful with your work. Thanks for joining me uh, and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me here in this space. You can find out more about the work I do over on the website, which is shinetimecoaching.com, as well as over on Instagram at shinetime underscore coaching. If you enjoyed the podcast today, it would mean an awful lot to this human if you would consider leaving a weed review on your podcast listening platform of choice. I hope your month is full of what you want and even more of what you need. Until next month, take care, lovelies.